Hello and welcome back to the Jerry Jolie United Show. Um, I'm joined here by JK and James and Debbie. Um, we've just uh, just sort of the last five ten minutes. I think we're probably all all the the pulses are probably racing a wee bit still. Just sort of like, I was a bit um, it was a bit dodgy, um, but we're, we're, we're we will be happy um, in the end. We got over the line, two on the leads. Um, I'll get your um, initial thoughts, JK. What's the what's the thoughts on what do you think of it? Um, I think relief, Jerry. More than anything else, um, more luck a bit. Keeper made a couple of good saves, um, but we could have won by more. In fairness, it's, it was one of those games. We've had a few of those this season where we've probably been slightly lucky. Uh, in all honesty, there's other games we should have, we maybe should have got more and haven't, and uh, so it sort of evens itself out over the season. Um, but if you think about the Burnley game at home, we were a bit lucky, I thought, to get three points. Um, Sheffield had away, could argue maybe as well. And today, I'm sure there's many Newcastle fans, uh, and maybe some Leeds fans, we think the same way. We 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 rode luck a bit, I thought. Um, uh, but overall. As somebody said on social media or to me, doesn't matter. It's three points. It's three points more ahead of Newcastle. And now we're starting to look at teams around us thinking that's another three ahead of them. And we have a game in hand over them as well and others below us. And particularly with the Leicester game coming up, I'm of the opinion if we get anything there, and, and I mean a 1 0 defeat, we'd be doing well. Um, they're, they're just playing so well at Leicester at the moment. So it was fairly crucial to get something tonight. Delighted with three points. And uh, what what would you what do you think yourself, Debbie? I've no nails left. <laughs> um, yeah, we um, we needed the win. I'm absolutely over the moon. We got the win. Uh, how we got the win, like Jake here says, sometimes you have to grind the results out, and I think we did that tonight. I thought first half we were in control, and I thought. Early second half, we'd grab a goal and, you know, go comfortably. Uh, but then I thought second half, Newcastle really um, stepped it up and played us off the pitch, to be honest. Yeah, it's hard, hard to argue with that. What, what's, your, what's your initial thoughts, James? For the first 20 minutes, I thought we looked pretty comfortable, to be fair. thought we were in control of the game. Um thought we probably should have, you know... Maybe she scored another. Um, same old story, as you know, 1-0 in any game of football is never a good scoreline. You always know that team. Certainly the home team was going to have a, have a spell in the game. But I thought the second half, I thought we was really below par second half. But you look at it, as, as JK said, it's three points above Newcastle. I think you probably look at Sheffield United, West Brom, and think that they're probably already gone now. And you've got to be looking at teams like Palace, who got beat tonight by West Ham. Um, and, and Newcastle, their teams are going to be probably there or thereabouts for the relegation. So as long as you can keep bridging that gap between them, then tonight's a good result. And again, we found a different way to beat them. Ellen Road would probably play them off the park, probably deserve the scoreline. Tonight, no one would have argued if they'd have got a draw or even the win, to be fair. I honestly thought they were, they were better than us on the night. But we just really dug in and ground out the result, and that's all that matters, three points. As we said last night on the show, 1-0, 5-4, 6-5, it doesn't matter. You've got to get those three points, certainly against the teams around you. And I thought we showed probably a different side to our game. 
think in the, in the, the show last night, there was definitely somebody predicted 2 1. Uh, well, uh, I'm actually thinking it was me. It was actually, it was it me, was it? So I was going I was going to praise somebody else, but actually you know what was me? I, I was right. <laughs> so I take the praise for that one. Um so just on just on the game, um obviously one thing that I want to get to um first is Laurenti. The ma- like is he is he unlucky or like is this something we should have seen seen beforehand, James? Obviously, the medical stuff you see with obviously Michael Saisons, um, that they, they found an injury in his foot which no one else had found. So we're obviously very, very thorough. I just think you maybe look back at Jurgen Klopp in his first season at Liverpool. Certainly, the players who were you know first arrived, they struggled to get up with fitness. A lot of injuries, just the you know the sort of the sheer the sheer volume of training, the intensity of training. I just think he's been unlucky with that. Obviously, tonight he's done his hamstring, which is not the actual original injury. As you know yourself, when you sort of weaken one part of your body, you overcompensate. And I think that leads to, to other injuries. And I think obviously that's what's happened tonight. <laughs> you know, I've talked to Debbie earlier about it. And I was trying to explain that. Obviously, these guys go through vigorous fitness tests before they play a game. So they're obviously, they're obviously fit, feeling fit, looking fit. But playing a game of football with, with, with the turns, etc., is completely different to actually just running up and down, or, you know, etc. It's just it's completely different. And I think, obviously, we all thought he was fit, but as soon as he got on the pitch again tonight, unfortunately, he's broken down again, which I really didn't like the two left centre... Sorry, the left-footed centre-halves. I thought that really unbalanced us. I have to say, I do like the fact of a right-footed player and a left-footed player, which, obviously, we're we're pretty fortunate to have two left-footed players with, obviously, Cooper and Strauch or Sturick, however, however you want to pronounce it. But I thought with two left-footers, I thought as soon as that happened, I actually thought that we looked a lot weaker. That was just my opinion on it, anyway. Yeah, I um, as soon as he went, as soon as he went down, I just got the, the stats head on, and I actually went on to the tra- transfer marked website, and I had a look to see his his stats over the last couple of years. Last year, he missed eight games to muscle injuries. The year before, he missed six games to muscle injuries, six games to ankle injuries, and three games to hamstrings. And in seventeen eighteen, he missed two games with muscular. Injuries. He's never in the last four years. He hasn't played over thirty games. I, I'm starting to look at it and kind of think, is this this guy's injury prone? And, and thinking, um, is like Bielsa's training a bit too much for him? But what would you uh, think of that, Debbie? I totally agree. I mean, when he went down eight minutes in, it was like, no, no, not again. Seriously. Um, I mean, we know that the training's vigorous. Um, I don't know. I just think maybe it was a game too soon for him. Um, but yeah, me and James have disagreed about that tonight as well. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I honestly don't think he was fit, but that's my opinion. Yeah. And uh, I was saving this one for, um, for, for JK about the challenge in the first minute from Shirt Dallas on Shar. Um, I thought myself, as soon as I seen it, um, I thought straight away if it happens at any other time in the match it's probably a yellow card but it also took me back to if you remember the qualifiers for I think it was the last World Cup 2018 um, Switzerland against Northern Ireland Shar fouled Dallas I know all the Northern Ireland fans thought it should have been a red card um, do, you think there was a, do you think there was a wee bit of revenge in that one JK? 
Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I think there was a little bit of a, a putting a marker down. And then obviously uh, we move on towards the end of the game with Mr. Rodrigo um, and Shar, obviously the blood that he had on his face. Um, yes, he caught him. And again, with the way VAR is at the moment, you know, it slows down. You look at it, you think maybe another time that could have been a red, that could have been a red card, you know. Um, but it, it was pretty accidental, uh, on, despite the fact he quite a bit of blood in his face. And I mean, the Rodrigo, as Hans, but the the the, uh, the comedic effect, the the, it, the dance on ice um, um, rehearsal that he was doing was fantastic. That way he went down, got a bit for it, but did he really care? He just wasted a bit of time. Um, but maybe to get on to to as well, um, I think the guy's been incredibly unfortunate. Um, he, if we had a fully fit squad, um, based on what I've seen tonight alone, I think Liam Cooper probably knows himself, despite the fact he's captain, he'd probably be on the bench. It probably would be Cotton Laurenti starting. Um, Cooper just, I know he splits opinion, and I don't know about James and Debbie how they feel about him. Maybe they, they've already said themselves, they have minor disagreements or maybe major disagreements about players and, and things that go on but um, I'm interested to hear what they have to say me, me personally I think he's a Leeds fan through and through obviously he's done what he is however my heart is my mouth at times with him. it's whether it's that um, the sales corner that come in again on another day that could have been you've seen those giving us penalties um, the, the grappling the two of them were at it but you've seen them giving us penalties to the attacking side and, and some of the passing at times as well, just, and he holds his hand up, and it's like the same. It's too often for my liking it happens. Um, so I can I can see the rationale because he probably wanted to get Laurenti fully match fit, probably thinking that he's going to bring um, Robin Cock back in again um, pretty soon after he can, you know, we'll give him a couple of games, get him up, up to full fitness, but he'll, he'll be the first choice. And if Laurenti could get him, a run of games. I think the two of them would probably be the first choice centre halves, um, with Cooper and Stroik um, as as reserve if required. In fairness, I agree with James about Stroik. He, I think he played quite well tonight. But yes, and that looked unbalanced at times. The the, two, the ball coming out of the air and the control. Um, I think something that we're seeing this season that we didn't see very much at all in the championship. I don't know where it's just it's the Premiership. I'm not too sure whether it's this. The amount of misplaced passes that I am screaming at the TV, why, you know, and a bit stronger than that, um, constantly. You know, it's a thing I've picked up over the last number of games. The ball's just given away. The goal that they scored, we could have avoided tonight. Um, and definitely they had one or two half chances and chances based on corners that came in. Uh, and again, you, you, it sort of looked, it looked like sort of game that Annie Carroll was going to come on with a couple of minutes to go. They got a corner, and he's done it so many times at, at numerous clubs. Um, I, I was panicking from that point of view. So, and then when Dwight Gale come on, he's another one that always seems to score against us. So, but overall, we'll go back to start. You know, we have to be happy despite Laurenti um, injury. But like that's going to be him out for probably a couple of months now. Unfortunately, so it's going to be that sort of imbalance again. So it's good that we got three points because we need to get. Uh, those three points on the board as we can get between now and and sort of that very tricky spell we have towards the end of the season. Well, I've been um, champion a bit to come into your question about Liam Cooper, actually. Um, I've been really 
Um, <laughs> just kind of my opinion on, on Liam Cooper. I thought when we first signed him, I thought I could, I could see a player there. There was just a few sort of the basic mistakes that he kept making, which I thought could be eradicated. I thought the first, certainly the first season and a half would be Elsa. He really, he really got rid of those mistakes out of his game. He looked really a short centre-half. I thought, um, but I've noticed in recent weeks, I do feel like the sort of the basic mistakes are, uh, are coming back into his game, um, which I don't like. And I'm like myself, JK. I do worry. I actually thought tonight as a whole, I actually thought he looked as good as he had looked maybe for a long time. There was, the, again, there was the tug on the cells, which worried me. There's obviously the headed back pass that uh, Meslier did well. But as we know, he's got that in his locker. But I actually thought, I actually thought he did okay tonight. And um, again, I've been very critical of him the last few games. I feel like we look a little bit suspect when he's played recently. I actually prefer yes. Aiden as captain personally. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think Aiden looks yeah. better with the with the captain's armband, and I think he organises us better. I think, like yeah. you say, it was a great servant to the club. Obviously, Leeds Leeds fan through and through. Obviously. Players like him, Dallas, Alioski, etc., they'll go down as court heroes. They brought the club back where you know where we should be. But I just think players like Alioski is proven tonight. Maybe Cooper over the the course of the season. Unfortunately, they're just not going to be the players that's going to take us on to that next level. And that isn't yeah. discrediting them. That's just saying that you know, unfortunately, that you know we are in a better league, playing against better players week in week out. And unfortunately, you can't make these so sorry, these same mistakes that you make in the championship. In the championship, you can you can get away with these mistakes. You know the quality is not there to punish you. Certainly in this yeah. league, you're going to get punished. And just before just before we move on, the question about Andy Carroll. We had this conversation with Jerry last mm-hmm. night on the show, and I just can't I can't for the life of me understand why Newcastle didn't play with Andy Carroll. Certainly our weakness being crosses in the box, corners, free kicks, whatever. That's where we struggled, and that's where he's good. I just I didn't I didn't understand leaving their best aerial threat on the bench when. That's our weakness. It just didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, and looking at their squad, looking at how they played second half, I can't help but think a better manager could actually turn them around with the players at their disposal. But that's again, that's just my opinion. You guys might disagree. I'd like to, you know, I'd like to see what you guys think on that matter. Well, somebody mentioned uh, Lampard tonight. A Leeds fan mentioned Lampard on social media. Not sure. Like, could I guess Lampard will get a job elsewhere somewhere? Somebody's going to take a punt on him um, because he's going to want to prove that, you know, Chelsea wasn't a job too big for me, even though I thought it was. Um, and the Derby will not go there. But he's been already linked with a couple of clubs, Celtic, um, and, and possibly Newcastle as well has been mentioned today already. So you know, he's going to get some. But I think Bruce's days must be numbered. You know, they have to be. What is it now? They've lost nine out of 11, is it? Something like that, or nine or twelve. You cannot. Well, they have that. won eleven games now. Yeah, you, you just can't sustain that, you know. And I did listen to a couple of comments or a couple of comments tonight, and I th- agree fully. They look like a team, despite the fact they had a good spell. And I agree with you hundred percent on that. And yes, they could have won the game, which is which is ironic. Uh, but overall, I think the heads are down, and I think you know they look. Although they played quite well tonight, they still look a team. Already beaten when they come on the pitch, but some of them, you know, the heads are down, etc. So, but um, we'll see what, what happens with Mr. Bruce. 
I think um, Newcastle fans would probably be a wee bit got it if they end up with Frank Lampard whenever Rafa Benitez is out of a job. <laughs> um, well, yeah. They say never go back, but to you know, be Mike fair, Ashley might. Squad, I have to think it could turn them around. It could turn them around, Benitez. They've got, you know, on paper, they've got they've got an average an average Premier League squad. I think they can do better than what, what they're doing. They've proved that second half. Well, they certainly did say yeah, that look, look a decent squad, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. They, well, they do have both of you said it, as well. They have a they have, they have a half decent squad. It's not that they don't, um, you know. And the players who, while you know, they haven't brought a whole lot of new faces, um, so for they do have players that could probably dig them out of a hole, but it might have to be somebody else at the helm to help them to do that. I think if there's one reason for Newcastle to, to stick with Steve Bruce, um, it might be the fact that your man, uh, St. Maxim, uh, Maximum, or whatever you call him, he come on there. And I don't know about you guys, but every time he got the ball, I was watching between my fingers. Like We mentioned him last night, and he played eight minutes, I think, at the weekend. He played, come on tonight, and he, was, he, he looks brilliant. Like He looks a fantastic player. If they let him... He must be brutal. Yeah. He took the piss at times, didn't he? Yeah, he's, he is good. Like, he's very, very good. And if they get him, I think Colin Wilson's a good player. I think the wee guy Elmeron that scored the goal is a good player. Um, so if there's if very there is a reason to keep him, it's, uh, it's keep um, let, let him get a run with that guy some maximum. But you know, eleven games unbeaten, it's it's definitely dodgy times. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on as well was it was a. I was, Talking then uh, earlier about the um, click didn't start and uh, Debbie you mentioned um, before booking so do you reckon that was that was the reason he didn't start and then I have to I have to admit whenever he came on and he fired a guy like within a minute I thought he's gonna get suspended here um, do you think that was the reason he didn't start? I think I don't think we got a chance to comment last night me and James last night about it but. I think for the last sort of month, I'd been saying to James that I thought he was tired. Um, but then when you look at the stats after the game, he's, he's, he's been one of our better players, shall we say. Um, but we, we both did feel that he needed a rest. We were quite surprised when we did see that he was rested tonight. But then when you look a little bit deeper, I think probably Bielsa thought, yeah, we probably need him for you know the next few games and tonight... Maybe silly booking, etc. But yeah, I think tonight was the um, was the final game for the five bookings. If if he'd got booked tonight, he'd have been suspended. Yeah. Seen. I think it goes to ten bookings after tonight, which obviously is a big reason. But yeah. before the game, I thought that the reason that he dropped Click might have been because of the two strikers. The last two or three games have played with Carroll and with Wilson, so I thought obviously they'll drop Phillips back to a centre half, play three centre backs, and maybe put Dallas. Obviously, in defensive midfield, I thought well, that was the reason. And as the time went on, I realised actually tonight was the turning point or the or the final date, should I say, when five bookings counts. So I think the probably the provider was not to use him at all. But I think certainly 15 minutes into the second half, we had to get control of the game. I just said to Debbie, I don't think we'll bring him on unless we really needed to. And I actually thought probably it was the right time to bring him on just to try and uh, try and get control of the game again. I thought obviously we mentioned this guy last night, um, and we had said that he wasn't, he hasn't done it week in week out, he hasn't <laughs> done it enough. But I mean, easily for us, I thought Rodrigo was our best player. I thought 
I thought, I thought it was, to be fair, even Debbie, even Debbie, I think he was, I think he tuned in Jerry last night and he thought, I need to get a bit more involved and he did tonight. He did, no, he did, he played, he played well. I was actually watching as well and there was a, there was a few times whenever, I know uh, James mentioned about his work rate and, uh, yeah, he, you know, he, there, were, there were times where he did, but he, he put in a good shift, definitely. So, on to the, um, on to the goals. Um, the first goal, I was like watching that back. I think we've lost. Um, we've oh, lost James. They'll be there for a minute, but I'm sure they'll be back. Um, but so I the first goal then uh, Rafinha. Um, whenever I was watching it, I was like, I watched back the replay, and uh, there's the guy's back. Um, yeah, I watched the um, the, the replay of the goal, and it showed you obviously Alioski winning the winning the ball in, in the midfield, and then playing it wide. But the thing that stood out for me was Rafinha's run. He was like miles behind the play, and he came from miles and miles back. And then as soon as he got to the the, the eighteen yard box, he just slammed the brakes on and really demanded the ball. And obviously, you know, um, Rodrigo found him, and and uh, he was able to find the bottom corner. Um, what did you make of that goal, uh, J.K.? Yeah, it was a, you know, we've seen a few of them score like that this season, um, and, and no surprise really. Uh, I thought you mentioned there the the tackle. Um, Elioski can do that on occasion, as can others, and uh, it was it was good offensive play. Um, and, and you know sometimes James already mentioned there we can be very wasteful up front, but at times we can be very clinical, and that was one of those occasions. Um, I was delighted. I think he's a, a smashing player. I think we've we've got a real bargain there, um, and I think he's going to go from strength to strength. I think he's one of those players that other clubs will be looking at, whether it's within the Premier League or other leagues. They will kind of see could they tempt Leeds with with a an, a an offer. You know, he's one of those players. I think genuinely, if we I don't know, we're obviously not a selling club so much as we have been in the past, but I think if somebody he seems he seems happy he seems settled um so he's no reason to go but i suppose he's ambitious as well and if he thinks that there's maybe a, a better opportunity elsewhere maybe maybe going abroad again to to, to spain or italy or something like that then I, I wish him well but I, I mean i think he's going to be around for a while uh, rafinha but i think he's he's a smashing player looks good um when he's on it he looks very very good he he has that sort of maybe sulky mentality we bit like rodrigo when things aren't going well the heads go down a bit but overall, I, I agree with Israel. I mentioned Rodrigo tonight. Thought he was fantastic. Thought he had a very, very good game for us tonight. Yeah. Um, what did he think? Of about the goal with Rodrigo again. I actually, oh, I think we're all, we're all coming together there. Oh. No, I was just going to ask you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just the timings. Um, yeah, and no, just with regards to Rodrigo again, and sort of the first goal. I thought it was interesting. I don't know if anyone else noticed. Maybe when the ball came to Rodrigo on his right foot, a lot of players looked to hit that and maybe smashed it into the defender. But he actually had that quality and composure to actually bring it back onto his left foot and pick out that pass. As you said, Jerry, fantastic run from uh, from Rafinha to get into the get into the area and find the space. But I, I just thought the awareness and of the, the composure of Rodrigo to pick out that pass. Again, is there many players in our team who would maybe look to do that? You know, I'm not sure there is. 
I think there's there's no denying he, he obviously he played a he played a key key part in it. Um, but obviously the second half started and we've already sort of said about how floppy we looked. Um, it was obviously a really disappointing start to the second half. Yeah, he's celebrating. Celebrating with yeah. me. Well, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about it. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, I saw the, the second goal, the, or their goals for I then. I think it, I, I had the feeling that it was coming. It just it just looked like it was like the way it was going. Um, we couldn't kind of, anytime we tried to get the ball out of the box, it didn't look like we were getting too far. Um and you know, eventually, obviously, they got the goal. We were caught in possession. We caught them in possession. So it's it's hard to complain sometimes. Whenever you know, it was kind of the same thing. It's like they done what, what we do to teams. You know, we caught them the high press. And to be fair to them, it was a pretty good. It was a pretty good goal when it came. Um, do do you think there was anything we could have done better, Debbie? Yeah, definitely. I think Bamford could have controlled it better and done done a better ball. To be honest. Um, I think it was just silly mistakes. Silly mistakes were giving goals away, to be honest. And that's not like us. I was quite disappointed with the goal. I mean, yeah, it was a good goal. They finished it well, but it should never have got the in the position to finish it. And just just on Bamford, um, James, obviously it was took off quite early. Um, what 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 did you make of that? Do you think that there is maybe a stage where where Bielsa is kind of softening on? Uh, Maybe introducing someone else in attack, or do you think that it was just it just wasn't his night, or he just wasn't a hundred percent? What was your thoughts on it? To be fair, I'm probably the best person to ask this question to because I actually am probably Patrick Bamford's yeah, biggest yeah, fan, and I have been for, for the last two and a half years. I think a lot of his work off the ball has gone unnoticed. I'm saying I really do rate him. I, um, even when he's not been scoring, I think he's been, I think he's been fantastic. He's key to how we play. Uh, the real high press, the holding the ball up, I do think that it's been key to our success. And again, I think a lot of people don't realise that because because the, you know sometimes the goals weren't there. They think that he was he was poor. I don't think that was the case. Obviously, I was fortunate to play the game at a high level, so I do kind of understand it a little bit. Uh, I do really appreciate the work he did. So yeah, I've, I've been his biggest fan. So but tonight, I was his biggest critic. I thought tonight everything that he'd, he'd been good at for the last two years, he kind of lost. Holding the ball, working, controlling. He just didn't look himself. He didn't offer anything for the team. I think if you look at the two substitutions in quick succession, the Alioski one, they gave the ball away, which nearly led to a goal. And then Bamford gave the ball away, which actually did lead for the goal. And obviously, they also brought him straight and brought Roberts from him, who actually, I thought, did really well. To be fair to Roberts, he's, he's taken his criticism the last two games, the Brighton game and, and tonight's game, I think he's done well when he's been brought on. But just to kind of sum up the Bamford question, I thought he was absolutely appalling tonight. And I actually think that was probably his worst game in the leadership for two and a half years. I thought he was shocking. And again, I, I'm his biggest fan. What do you think, uh, think of the performance yourself, JK? From Bamford? Yeah. Um, yeah, I tend to agree with James. Um I, I, I would defend him. I wouldn't be his biggest fan, but I definitely would defend him at times um, over social media or, or in person when we're allowed to do such a thing pre-COVID. Um, but um, definitely tonight, I thought, what's going on? He, the, he wasn't holding the ball up. 
he gave the ball away, as Debbie's already said, for the goal. For the goal. Um, and it, Bielsa does tend to forgive very quickly, but he, de- you know, as James has said, both Alioski and Bamford were taken off very, very quick. That's a Mourinho type of thing to do, very quick to react, very quick to sort of take somebody off if they do something wrong. I think he just got he got annoyed with him. Both of them had made over the pace, but I think that was the... That was the the crowning moment for both of them. He thought, "No, this 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 can't continue on." And I agree. The Tyler Roberts has done well in both games, um, and again, social media over the last number of weeks. Every time you hear Roberts mentioned, even on the bench, people are annoyed that alone being brought on. But you know what? He's done. He's he's probably done a lot of. Um, he's he's probably repaired a lot of the damage that he maybe has done to his own personal reputation. He's not a bad player, you know. Anything, Again, he's another one. If he's on it, he's technically very good. Whole game last year away. If he is on it, he is on it. He's a good player. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Leeds saw that last. You know something in him when they bought him. They paid a lot of money for for a relatively young player. So I'd like to see him coming good. But that derby link won't go away. I don't know whether they will. Well, apparently they've no money. But um, you know, I don't know whether he he will go elsewhere alone. I know there's only a couple of days to go. Um, just give him fresh and things up a bit for him I don't think he'll go to be honest with you I think Bielsa I think Bielsa rates him and I think Bielsa obviously could use him in the squad you know as proven the last couple of games I think he's I think, I think we definitely need him he gives you that extra option just going back to yeah. the full game this is where the Bamford kind of Roberts or, or argument yeah. comes in Bamford worked I actually soft. thought for, for 70 okay. minutes Bamford worked his yeah. we'll say socks off <laughs> he worked his socks off for 70 minutes and Roberts came on and then he really used his pace and punished their defenders and got his two goals, which he thoroughly deserved, took them very well. But Bamford had battered their centre-halves for, for so long in the game, whereas tonight Roberts came on to take his place. Their centre-halves had an easy game, very, very easy game, and that's not like Patrick Bamford. He normally will give his, his centre-halves a problem. You know, he'll push him about, he'll drag him about. He just didn't seem to have that desire about him tonight. I don't know, I'm really, really disappointed, yeah. really disappointed tonight. I saying, as with Roberts, I'll be sad if he, I'll be sad if he goes out online. I really think we need to. I, I don't personally, James. Yeah, personally, I don't think he will. Based on even the last performances, I think it, if I think if he hadn't played the game, mm. we all of the opinion that he had COVID. Does it sound like he was another one that did? Yeah, he, he did have COVID. Yeah, he did have COVID. Yeah, there's a there's a couple of players apparently have had COVID, but they've been at pains to sort of keep it under wraps. It hasn't been. Right across the squad, like like Newcastle, for example, have had to have. But I think there's about three or four. I would listen to um, Square Ball podcast, and they say they know another couple of names, but they've been sworn to secrecy. They're not allowed to say who, but I don't know who they are, who we've been missing. Um, maybe Laurenti, again, because he's he's not played. But, um, you know, there's been, and obviously with Rodrigo as well but we know about those but they're saying there's another one or two people have have had covid but it's all been kept under wraps for whatever reason you know um but uh, i do know that costa had covid uh, when he got left out of the squad a couple of weeks ago i do know that was one of them that was, oh, one was of it all oh, right okay but that's yeah yeah i don't know yeah, costa was definitely one of the players right okay news to me there you go you're the man with the note Okay. Came in and nearly got his head knocked off twice. Hmm. Uh, there was a, there was a couple of times. There was one where 
think it was Wilson, and he kind of looked at him as if like I never touched you. But whenever you seen it in the replay, like he fully the full boat went right into the face, you know. And obviously, when you're looking at like head injuries, yeah. and you think back Amen, to the man. time, just just on that point, I think the referee tonight was very very lenient with Newcastle chances uh, in general. Like, mm-hmm. he, he he seemed to blow up for practically every challenge that we put in. And there was times I definitely said we won the ball there. And what? That's not a free kick. What for? Saw the replay and you just still scratched my head wondering what it was for. He was very, very well. There were a couple of Phillips for them. challenges that weren't even free kicks in dangerous areas. Yeah, there was, yeah the, I know one, actually there was one in particular where the play, I think, I think it was... One where Max and he kicked the ball himself. fell over his own feet. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, mm. he, he kicked the ball on himself, and actually the momentum took him, but he, he blew it up. Um, so right, again, right. based on on the referee's performance, we shouldn't really be criticising. Suppose we won, but ultimately, I think if we were, if the four of us were chatting about a defeat, I know Anthony Taylor would be getting a lot tougher time. And, I, and I'm giving him a tough time as it is, but he'd be getting a tougher one for me because I thought he was yeah. very. Um, Leaning towards them, let a lot of things go, including the Callum Wilson thing. Your Dallas comment. I thought he was. Yeah, I thought about your Dallas comment. Obviously, you and Jerry talked about the tackle in the first few minutes. I can't remember yeah. the player for Newcastle, but just before that, one of their players should have been booked as well for a very similar tackle. I do think it was very lenient, you know, in in, in terms of that. But I thought that okay, that's how he's going to ref the game moving forward. He was going to let things sort of develop and let things move. But as you say, he seemed to blow up for everything. Yeah. Every little mm-hmm. every little push, every little shove he seemed to give seemed to give fouls for. He never let the game really flow. And there was there was certainly two or three in the second half where the, that he gave them free, free kicks when what? they weren't free kicks. And I always judge things and I'll say to Debbie, I always judge things on whether if it was the other way around, would I be appealing for him? You know, and that's how yeah. I that's how I kind of determined the decision. And I thought there was two yeah. or three decisions that I really wouldn't have been appealing for that I thought he gave very, very softly. And, and as you said, I think the defeat, you know, you're talking about a different story and you may be talking a little bit harshly about him. But again, I don't think he refereed the game very well at all. And again, any referee, if you're talking about a referee after a game, you know he's not done well. All you want to yeah. do, if referee get mentioned, you know he's done well. The booking on Rodrigo at the end where... Was it Rodrigo? Oh, yeah, yeah that yeah. booking on Rodrigo, yeah, I didn't understand that either. Shah kind of, or Shah, he called him, kind of squared up to him. And he kind of, yeah. Rodrigo, I, just didn't, I didn't get that booking towards... at all. I didn't get the booking. I, I just couldn't understand that. I'm not sure what yeah. he saw or what he determined to be yellow card, but no, nah, not for me. Well, I think, I think, I think uh, simulation, potentially, for Rodrigo, just that he, he went down so dramatically. You know, I think... Yeah. I think I think he was just annoyed with him. I mean, Anthony Taylor was just annoyed with Rodrigo Maybe. thinking he to do that. I, I don't know. I, I'm only second guessing. You know? So the um, the the winning goal then the the one thing I wanted to talk talk about on the winning goal was we had the ball right on the left hand left hand side of the pitch, and uh, at first I didn't even notice Rafinha, but like he was you know sort of like normally like the conventional football thing would be. The ball's on the other side of the pitch. Come in a wee bit. Rafinha, his heels must have been on the touchline. He was right so, so far over to the right. Acres and acres of room. He came inside. I actually thought at first it looked a wee bit similar to the goal he scored against Everton, where he didn't have an option and he just hit it. And in the end, obviously, Harrison you know, was the option. 
Um, brilliant pass, and we we all know that Harrison likes to get his name in the the goal of the month competitions. You know, fantastic goal. Um, what did you what did you make of that one, James? Yeah, I thought it was a good goal. Took the goal very well. Um, I actually thought he reverted back to Rafinha on the right and Harrison on the left, which I think is the best best sides. Um, obviously, for the Brighton game, he switched them and put Rafinha to the, to the left and, and Harrison to the right. Obviously, Rafinha likes to cut in on that left foot, as you've mentioned. The Everton goal, he came in from the right and hit it. His goal against West Brom, he did the same. Um, even even tonight, again, he made the run from wide in, you know, to inside. So, everything from Rafinha's point of view, I think he's better coming drifting in. Harrison probably hasn't got that in his game. Um, Harrison's best attributes are his work rate up and down the pitch. Again, on that left-hand side, that balances us. Um, I thought, as you say, there's the, the skill in the pass from, from uh, Rafinha, the goal, absolutely sublime. Uh, very, very good finish from Harrison, which I have to say, I didn't think he performed very well at all tonight. I thought some of his some of his passing was was atrocious. He gave the ball away so much, but in the day, he's going to get onto a pass like that and finish and finish that out, score the winning goal. You know, who am I to complain? I just didn't think he offered enough during during the game, but I suppose when you, you know, when you score and win the game for your team, what else can you, you know, what else can you say? I think you say also his um, his work rate is one of his, his best attributes. One thing I, I've noticed about him is like it doesn't matter what speed, what angle, where it's coming from. I, I just, in terms of his first touch and his control, is absolutely brilliant. Like. Brilliant. Probably anybody the else in the, the team. team. He's the best in the team. Yeah. Anybody else like that pass? It was coming at him an upward, an upward way. And yes, he, you know, if he takes a good touch, he's got the opportunity for a shot. But probably anybody else in the team wouldn't have had that touch and been able to, you know, get that shot away. It's, it's just fantastic. There, there's a few times, a few balls coming at him, and he just, he's just so, so good in that way. You know. I'm just looking at the scores in the other yeah, game. It frustrates me because he just really frustrates me because he's so much potential. He's, he's got pace, he's got strength, he's got the work rate, he's got the first touch. He can score good goals, as we've seen. He can assist. He can assist, as we've seen. But the only problem is he'll put in one out of five good crosses or one out of ten good crosses. And I just, if he could just get that final ball. Just really get that final ball. I think he could be a really, really top player for us. I honestly do. He's got so much potential. I just don't. I don't see it enough in a game. The the goal spectacular, fantastic finish. As you say, there isn't many players in our team. If anybody, you can bring that down and you know hit it the way he did. But just so maybe for you, Jerry. Do you think that he he performed well in the game as a whole for ninety minutes? No, I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he did. Um... As it's, yeah, he's one of these guys where, you know, he, he doesn't, as, he, as you say, you know, it's a lot of the, the do with his work rate. Um, and he works hard and he plays, you know, he, he's good in that way. He's not necessarily like the kind of guy like Rafinha who, you know, is going to like really have standout moments, highlight moments, and except apart from obviously his finishing at times. But um, no, I would tend to agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he wasn't he wasn't particularly good. But that will um, bring me on to sort of the last question for for you. Um, I, I think I know James's answer anyway. I think it's going to be Rodrigo. I think it was going to be Rodrigo anyway. And J.K. efforts and the, the, the last day, Adam. 
Adam Forshaw didn't even play tonight, but he's probably JK's man of the match. Um, <laughs> but um, I'll go I'll go with Debbie. Debbie first. Who was your Who was your man of the match? Don't like him, but go on. You don't like no, him. It's not. I don't like him. <laughs> you listen to me last night. He stepped up. Yeah, I thought Rodrigo was probably the best player on the pitch. I thought Ailing probably the first twenty minutes, but then after that, I think the rest of the team we were under the cosh literally for for most of the second half. Um, yeah, Rodrigo, obviously Rafinha, very exciting. Um, yeah, his assist and yeah, I'd say Rodrigo. <laughs> and I'm all right, James. You're, you're no, not recording. That's, that's killing. Sorry, Joe. I'm a, I'm all right. You're going to say Rodrigo? Yeah, it isn't it? Yeah, it's not to do with the obviously with the banter we have with Debbie, but uh, honestly, from a footballing point of view, obviously Rafinha. Scored a goal, assisted a goal, which is why BT gave him it. And again, oh. you could probably understand that. Rafinha but I just likes thought, the burgundy shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I just feel like for the whole game, I did say um, last night, I said after before the game, I thought on a big pitch, I actually thought that would be Rodrigo's game. He did the same at Villa. When he can find them pockets of space and pick out them passes like he did all night tonight, um, to be fair, I I think the majority of people probably watching that game would either give it to Rafinha for his goal and assist or to Rodrigo. And I'm going to give it to Rodrigo because I thought he was the best player on the pitch, you know, throughout the 90 minutes tonight for us. And um, JK? Yeah, well, I'll tend to agree with, with James and Debbie. Um, he's, he's come in for a lot of stick over the last number of weeks. Um, and, you know, James has sort of pointed out about Bamford and Rodrigo. They can there's a lot of work rate that they put in that's missed. And as a result, it's just like, what are they on the pitch for? Social media can be a horrible place when you're a Leeds fan. And it must be even more horrible when you're a Leeds player. Uh, the, the stuff that's written there. Um, I think notable mentions, maybe uh, Melier, very good game, a couple of good saves. Do him the world of good. I um, thought his distribution overall looked a bit better tonight. You know, a couple of games in recent times. He's fluffed a few lines, but tonight he looked like um, your heart's in your mouth at the odd time. You see, whenever that head injury at uh, one stage, I thought Keiko time. No, uh, so with that when I saw that he, he got up and, no, and, thank and you. Was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> indeed. Um, I think again, just another mention. I think um, if I'm getting the surname right, Stroik. Um, I think he came on in difficult circumstances. Wasn't probably expecting to be. And I thought he looked very measured, very calm. Again, he's another player. If he plays well, it's noticed. If he plays poorly, he's a scapegoat. And you know, there's some players that Harrison, another player I think, is 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 um wrongly criticized far, far too much. He puts an awful lot of work in. He's you can see he's worked on his fitness, he's worked on his strength, his upper body strength is is, is phenomenal. His work rate is phenomenal. Work yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so Quality, you know, overall, to be fair, what's that? Sorry, James, is what sorry? No, I was saying his work rate. I mean, you can't question that his work rate is phenomenal. And I don't want to make, I can't, yeah, I'm certainly not a critic of Harrison. I believe he's got a lot of ability. And I find his work rates there. I just find that maybe the quality at times, he just lacks that. He lacks that at times. I wouldn't ever make him a scapegoat, but you know, there is a fair argument that. 
at times he does lack that composure and quality that, that we need. I think that's why he is a scapegoat at times because there is a frustration because people can see that he is a very good player. Um, he was at Manchester City. They had to buy duds overall or have duds through their economy. Um, therefore, and the, they seem it looks like he's going to sign for us in in, in the summer um, full time. And I'd say that's going to, you know, Rafinha's if he stays, um, Costa, if, you know, he's going to be very well to get back in the team. I think, let alone. You know, have a position at Leeds going forward. So we're talking about the earlier on the squad who who are going to be the fall guys who are going to go in the summer and cost a potentially, despite the fact we sell about fifty million quid, could well be one of them. And somebody will take a punt on them. You know, somebody will spend mm-hmm. probably lose a couple of million pounds on them, but somebody will spend ten million pounds on them. Whether it be another Premier League team or somebody looking to go up, come up uh, division will spend that money. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely. But yeah, no, overall, Rodrigo, because he, he has had a tough, tough time over um, the last number of weeks. And again, people saying, we can't believe we paid £29 million for this player. You know, what? but he's out of position. He's a striker. You know, I, I think he, you know, I know he, against Crawley, he got you know, he a half and he didn't look. And people then criticised him again further because of that. He needs a run and maybe, just maybe, the same way there was hammering when for Ankelia to get his chance. Maybe Rodrigo should get a chance front. Um to see how he does. And play Bamford where Rodrigo does. That's what I would do. I think we touched on it last night. Rodrigo is genuinely a very good footballer. He's a very good mm-hmm. footballer. And not just you know, wherever he plays, whether you you class him as a nine, as a ten, or as a seven or as an eleven, he's a very, very good footballer. But there's, there's no some of his some of his turns and his control, he makes it look very, very easy. But some of them, maybe not as easy, makes it look. To be fair, I think he's just—he's been signed to cover so many. He's not direct replacement for any kind of player. I just think he's brought in because a player became available for twenty-seven million pound, who's a very, very talented mm-hmm. footballer. I think—I think that's that's it in a nutshell, to be honest. Yeah, great. Yeah. What about yours, Jerry? <sighs> well. I, I would have gone with Rafinha, but he's all gone with the Rodrigo, so that's fair enough. Um, <laughs> to, to me, Rafinha to me is that he's just that he's that kind of player. Just that I I just love. He's the reason I love watching football players like that. You know, just get the ball, take it on. You know, it's it's, it's what I it's what I enjoy the most. But ultimately, man of the match, whatever. Three points is all is all that matters. And personally, I don't know about you guys, but. I'm going to go now and get a celebratory takeaway and uh, enjoy my night. Which, yeah, uh, um, you know, there was there was times in the second half of all, maybe all been doing that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But um, so no, so serious. Then you wouldn't be laughing now because there's about twenty or thirty cans down there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, so um, thanks to. My thanks to the JK, um, James and Debbie for, for joining me and uh, hopefully uh, anybody that's watching enjoys it. It'll be on YouTube. Um, I'll post later links in the, the podcast link as well so it'll all be on there and people can watch but um, I'll hopefully be back um, on Friday or so and uh, we'll have another wee sort of talk about this match and look ahead to Leicester. But as I say, thanks to the guys and 
enjoy your night, Leeds fans, because it was uh, it's a good three points and another three thanks points. Thanks for your time, Jerry. Yeah, thanks, Jerry. Great to meet you, JK. Lovely. Nice to meet you. Yes, cheers. Send us out. Let's thank you very much. Win until Sunday. Absolutely. Yeah, Fantastic. Thank you. Cheers. Good night, folks. Thank you. Bye. Bye. See you later. Take care.